The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this July 28th, 2021. I mean, where do we begin? I think I know where we begin. I think we know where we begin. Ron Burgundy, what do you have to say? You are a stupid asshole. That's exactly what he is. Uh, I, I, I mean, I can't say that you're wrong. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Yeah, a little bit. It did. It did. Game over, man. Oh. Game over. Hudson, stop it. I mean, I didn't say anything, did I? Did I? I don't. I don't think I said a thing. Stop! Don't put it under the spotlight, baby. Stop! Are you fucking retarded? A little bit, maybe. Randall Cobb! Never coming back to the NFL. Trey Wingo is an asshole. Richie. Yeah. Well, so I took a day off. I said I was not going to record a podcast again, and Randall Cobb went back to the Packers. And sure enough, immediately after I said that, I think he went back to the Packers. I think maybe an hour later. (laughs) I don't know, but it was an unmitigated disaster. Ah, that's right. So I said I wasn't going to record another podcast. And then I actually said that I was because, I, you know, I do this shit for fun. But uh, I took a day off. Not for that reason, obviously. I just missed a day. But worked out all the same. But, yes, I was utterly, completely wrong. Trey Wingo, of all people, was completely on the money. Yes, Randall Cobb went back to the Packers. But I am actually going to get to that in an additional podcast because I think I'm just going to break out the entire pissy face uh, press conference for a secondary podcast because I it's just it's enough just to bog down an entire hour which I don't want to do an entire hour on it but uh, to combine you know shooting around the NFL today and can put that together with uh, the press conference would probably just be too long. So uh, I'm going to do that after this one. So as for today, I mean, camps are in. Camps are back. So now we're starting to get some good juice. Some good juice, some bad juice. Some juice that uh, it's old juice. It's really... <laughs> soured. It's soured sitting on the uh, shelf there as long as it has. And primarily, I mean, we can just start down in Houston because this Deshaun Watson story, sexual chocolate is is not going away anytime soon. And the way that the story continues to progress and the more that you hear about it, it's just a complete and utter shit show and doesn't make a whole lot of sense anywhere. Everybody Everybody across the board here is dropping the ball. And from the NFL to the police departments to you name it, 
nobody is doing a good job related to this story, these criminal cases. They're just not. I'm sorry. So, basically, now I was, I, I guess I might have been wrong also. I was listening to the Athletic Podcast. Um, uh, Robert Mays, is that is that his name? He came from The Ringer, and then he joined The Atlantic, and now he's doing a podcast over there. He was doing his podcast with um, his co-host, and she knew quite a bit about the NFL and their, um, the what, the commissioner's exempt list. And I had said in the podcast that I thought that people had gone on the exempt list for infinitely less, while she said that through her her reading and investigating of the commissioner's exempt list and people that went on it, it primarily applies to uh, criminal activity. Uh, criminal cases, et cetera, et cetera, of which right here there are none. She also did say that it was pretty vague and the NFL needed a little bit of clarity on it, which I think everybody's in agreement here now of. But I, I, I would have to go through and look to see anybody that was put on this list to see if, if they really cannot be applied to Watson. I mean, it sure as hell feels like it could fall on the commissioner's exempt list tomorrow. I know that Antonio Brown was a similar case, and she said Brown never landed on the list. So that would probably be the closest apples for apples comparison. And if he didn't go on it, well, I guess there's your precedent. That case ended up being civil and settled out of court. Um, This one has not been settled yet, but it's the criminal side here. And the fact that the police department is investigating it criminally, and there are two cases now that have filed criminally as as a criminal complaint. So I don't understand now why this isn't criminal in nature. It is. I mean, there there are two standalone criminal complaints against Watson with the police department. The police department have not filed any charge, or I guess the police don't file the charges. The DA files the charges. Um, there have been no fi- charges filed against him. H- however, I mean, the complaints are criminal, those two, that are not included in the 22 women that are involved in the civil case. Although, if I remember right, there are two standalone criminals, and there are eight of the 22 are both civil and have volunteered criminal information to the police department. So, I'm not sure what the NFL is waiting for here, but let, let's just look at Watson and things that are coming out from the Texans, right? So Nick Casario, their GM now, he said that they're taking it one day at a time with Deshaun Watson. I mean, uh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Of course you're taking it one day at a time because nobody knows if this guy's even going to be in the league this year. And if he's going to be in the league this year, I, I, you guys will trade him first chance you get because he wants out anyway. Unfortunately, I don't know if they're going to get what they want with him, but I i mean, come on, one day at a time. I, he's lucky to be on the team. He's lucky to be in the league. Then he's lucky to be on the team. And you guys wouldn't necessarily want him on the team anyway. He's not staying there. You'd like to trade him. It's just what can you get for him? Because the last thing the Texans want to do is bring him in and then play him. So you're going to take this guy in. He doesn't want to be there. Then he's going to, I don't know what he's going to He said he's coming, obviously, so he doesn't get fined, which is why he's reporting to camp. He's not going to play. But, you know, to say that you're taking it one day at a time, again, 
you're saying nothing. <laughs> Talk loud and say nothing. So the NFL, they come out, and what they said was the NFL review, the NFL's review of serious allegations against Deshaun Watson remains ongoing and active. Yeah, yeah. At this time, there are no restrictions on Watson's participation in club activities. Um, uh, what is stopping the NFL from taking this guy out and putting him on the exempt list? I don't understand it. And this gets followed up as they say that there's no restrictions on him and they're taking this, the allegations seriously. Tony Busby stands up. If you don't know who Tony Busby is, he is the lawyer representing 22 women masseuses who like to perform some activities on sexual chocolate. And Busby basically calls bullshit on the NFL. And these are his quotes. To suggest the NFL hasn't gotten enough information or has not been provided access, that's just demonstrably false. I think if you ask the NFL directly, they would have to admit that. I don't control the corroborating witnesses. Maybe they reached out to witnesses who did not want to cooperate. I don't know. Obviously, the NFL has no subpoena power, and everybody's doing this voluntarily. I don't know who the sources are or what they're saying, but I do know my staff has spent many, many, many hours voluntarily because the NFL has asked us to, and these women have went out of their way to provide information. My question would be, how many times do you need to hear the same thing over and over until you draw a conclusion? That's my problem with this whole thing, and I don't care if Deshaun Watson plays or not. That's not my issue. That has nothing to do with the case. It seems like most people are spending their time guessing whether Watson will play and with whom he will be playing with and ignore the big elephant in the room, which is... What about the 22nd, 25th, and 26th, whatever the number is, women who had contact with him who are making some incredibly serious allegations? Hey. There you go, baby. I don't know who Tony Busby is. Uh, I am not a fan of lawyers such as those in his vein. However... You could not have hit the nail on the head any more than what he just said right there. That's it. What else do you need to know if you're the NFL? I mean, it is absolute bullshit that Watson is not in some kind of uh, punishable realm with the NFL, uh, which would be the commissioner's exemplist. I mean, he just shouldn't even be there. And the Texans... The, the Texans should turn around and just been like, you know what, we're not finding it. you're not going to come to camp. Go settle all of your shit, and we'll deal with you afterward. We're not going to find you. We'll try to move you because we've already leaked out we're trying to move you anyway. So, uh, you know, just stay home. The fact that the NFL hasn't suspended him, the Texans are having him in camp, Watson's reporting to camp, and the Houston Police Department haven't filed anything. None of this... None of this is good. It all looks terrible for all parties involved. It's getting tiresome to talk about. However, look, it's a pretty significant story because you want to talk about the law, people being above the law, the NFL working outside of the legal realm. I mean, it's all right here. It's all right here. And this is what people have issues with, with fame and, uh, you know, celebrity 
all that kind of shit, it's all wrapped up and with a bow on it right here in this case. Because this guy should be nowhere by a practice facility or the NFL. I, I mean, I am sorry. I know guilty till proven innocent. But in this specific case, there's just too much for him to be associated with the league right now. He should just be on the sideline. I, I mean, I, I, you know, at home, you know, and, and can deal with this. You know, once this thing has passed, then he can join and they can figure out what to do with him. But, uh, you know, shame, 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 shame on you. Anybody from the uh, Northeast knows that one. Um, but that's it. Enough of that. I, I, the lead story, because it's there, it's juicy, and it's uh, what a lot of people are talking about right now. But otherwise, uh, let's go to the other big quarterback story of the day. And Dak Prescott was pulled from practice. <laughs> Throwing shoulder tightness. They did an MRI on the shoulder, and it was revealed to be a muscle strain. Let's hope that is the case. Obviously, the uh, you know the the risk factor here is that Prescott didn't play well of last year because he, his leg snapped in half, and now trying to come back after having such a long time off. You don't know about soft tissue soft tissue injuries and the like from just not being in play for as long as he has. Um, you know, he's been out a long, and I'm sure that he's done workouts, you know, outside, you know, and not putting stress on the leg until the leg got good enough, and then he's been using it since. But obviously, it's just not the same as having a full year of NFL play, uh, you know, in your body and not cutting off an injury. So, uh, watch, got to watch that. Throwing shoulder, the other thing of concern, you know, muscle strain in your non-throwing shoulder, eh, you know, who gives a shit? Uh, muscle strain in your throwing shoulder, eh, that, that that's an issue. Other quarterbacks, Kyle Shanahan steps up. Hey, Kyle, who's your quarterback going to be for 2021? Jimmy Garoppolo is our starting quarterback. Bullshit! Bullshit! Uh, yeah, for now, he is. But he will not be uh, as long, you know, at, at the point that Trey Lance shows that he is ready to make the jump. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe Garoppolo steps in there and the 49ers, because they have a solid squad, can put together a, a season where they think they can, you know, squeeze some blood from the stone. However, it is Garoppolo, and the minute that he looks like he's going to falter, so long as Trey Lance looks decent, I believe they'll make that jump. Uh, it would be tough, in my my eyes, for them to continue the entire season with Garoppolo under center, with the exception of the 49ers just having a standout year and Garoppolo going sick then obviously you'll just stick with that. I mean, he did go to the Super Bowl just, you know, two years ago. However, I, you know, Kyle Shanahan is not going to say anything other than he's the starting quarterback until uh, he's not. Uh, John Gruden, speaking of quarterbacks getting behind, their, <laughs> getting coaches getting behind their quarterback, John Gruden steps up and he says, David Carr is really good. Uh, David Derrick. Derrick Carr is really good. And that, again, is bullshit. Bullshit. Ah, Carr is not good. And to that, Carr says he's not even worried about his contract and re-signing it. Well, guess what? You should be because you're going to be looking for a new job. Look, this is going to go one way. Carr is going to play this year out. 
Uh, and I would think that at the end of this year, regardless of contract situation and the like, Carr is not going to be in a Raider uniform next year. I it, This is not going to go much longer past this year. They have uh, Marcus Mariota there uh, on the sideline. He played a little bit last year. I still think there is an outside shot that he could play, perform, and replace Carr because, you know, look, Carr got that contract because he had a real good year. It was a little bit of Joe Flacco-itis uh, rewarding the quarterback for the one season when you knew they weren't really that great, and they've been, you know, hamstrung by it ever since. And so this year I think will probably be the end-all for – car with the Raiders and his run. But Gruden's trying to give him a little uh, pat on the butt, as is Shanahan for his QB. And now we'll have to see how that whole thing unfolds, even though I think we all know the end result. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers rookie first-round draft pick, Trey Lance, he signs his deal. So he's in there. But meanwhile, Zach Wilson of the Jets is not signed. And there is issues there with Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson! Big issues. Jets are now saying they are not likely to budge. Look, they are going to budge. The Jets are not going to play hardball with Zach Wilson after they jettisoned uh, Sam Darnold down south. And they have no quarterback to speak of. Wilson is going to be with the Jets. They're going to sign him. They're going to get make sure the deal gets done. This isn't even a story. It's just a factor. It, it, it just factors into practice and the preseason because he's not there now. But look, in all likelihood, this year is not going to be the Jets year anyway. So uh, even if he holds out half the year and finally gets into camp, he'll be there. He'll ultimately play. They'll get enough reps under him. They'll get to see a little bit of tape. And then we'll get to see what he is next year. But to try to make this into a some kind of a story because he hasn't signed and the Jets are, are leaking that they're not likely to budge, I, whatever. This is all fucking NFL negotiations, and we've seen it 8 million times. Nothing's going to be different here. Zach Wilson is going to play for the Jets at one point. That deal is going to get signed. Speaking of signing, Colts right tackle Brandon Smith. Cha-ching, baby! He signs his extension in four years, $70 million, with 42 guaranteed. Hello! Somebody hit the lottery, baby. Congratulations to Brandon Smith. He's performed very well and gets rewarded as such. The Dolphins, meanwhile, have a cornerback uh, of their own who they're not going to sign because they gave him an extension last year. Xavier Howard got a five-year, $75 million extension in 2019. So not last year, two years ago. Well, guess what? Xavier Howard now wants a trade. Why? Because he doesn't like his contract. Uh, he There's other defensive backs now that have gotten paid more than him because obviously each year somebody signs more than the guy before him. And just a mere two years later, Xavier Howard, all 28 years of him, wants out of Miami. Uh, doesn't feel respected, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Two teams supposedly called to see about picking him up, but that's not going to happen because the Dolphins just gave him a goddamn extension. He's part of a team that they're trying to turn around. They've had a lot of success in the past year and so, and things look good. They're not going to take a piece like Xavier Howard and then ship him for more picks. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what? Uh, 
Yeah, I know. I, I say things, and then I got to walk him back a little bit because, you know, Randall Cobb hit me right in the no-no square as he signed with uh, – he actually got traded to the Packers after Ryzen. But, okay, I do not think that the Dolphins are going to trade Xavier Howard for picks and the like. I think that they want him to be a part of what they're trying to piece together this year. Um, and, uh, you know – that's it. But who knows? Maybe at the end of the year. Maybe at the end of the year. Let, let's say the year goes poorly. Tua is a flop. Everything's falling apart. Maybe they deal him toward the end. Uh, they're not going to trade him now. I don't think that's going to happen. So, Dan Campbell. Soup Campbell, baby. The new coach of the Lions. He's got four team rules. Four of them. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one. Don't be late. <laughs> that's right. Don't be late. You're all on the clock. And... Get your ass in there on time. It's a good, good rule to live by. We should all live by it. You know, come to work on time. Come to everything on time. I can't say that I do. I regularly don't. Rule number two is keep your weight in check. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to be a fat body in 2021, especially since COVID attacks fat people. So if for nothing else, stay healthy so you don't die of COVID. Number three is don't disrespect your teammates. That's right. Don't disrespect them. No, no, no. Be nice. Again, part of the new modern era is being nice to everybody. And here we want to be nice to our teammates too. Although, as I uh, try to make some kind of mockery of it, I actually agree with it. And number four, don't disrespect the game. So number three and number four are pretty typical football uh, uh, mantras. Don't disrespect your teammates. Don't disrespect the game. Don't do it. Don't do it. Put fucking Soup Campbell. Those are the four team rules. His tenure as coach of the Lions is going to be great regardless of outcome. It really is. Because if this... I mean, look, he is a typical meathead. You know, you think back to your high school days and you think of... Football meathead. I don't know. Maybe I was one. I played high school football. I, you know, whatever. But think about the stereotypical, you know, movie, TV show, football meathead. That's fucking Dan Campbell. This guy is a box of rocks. And his big four-team rules is don't be late, keep your weight in check, don't disrespect your teammates, and don't disrespect the game. Okay, great. This, I mean, maybe he reinvents the wheel here. And maybe his very simplistic approach nets big-time results with the Lions. It hasn't seemed to work anywhere else that this was this approach was taken. Mike Singletary can attest to it. But maybe it does here. And if it doesn't, like Mike Singletary dropping his pants in the locker room, you know, there's going to be some spectacular, spectacular explosions as this thing goes along. And the final little note that we got here is we'll go over to PFT because, like I said, I, in the previous podcast, I had noted that I, I followed PFT for quite a while. I came across it 2021 or whatever, and it gave me a lot of information back in the day that was not readily available via other media outlets. You know, early 2000s, the internet was websites, I, blogs, I don't even think it existed yet. Uh, I, obviously, there's no streaming, no podcast, no nothing. So Pro Football Talk was ahead of the game in the getting information leaked to them and then leaking it out to create content that was valuable. And it was. 
and over the years because of the the rising fame of Pro Football Talk, their affiliation with NBC, and then Florio becoming a household name in the football community. You know, obviously PFT has become more of a clipping service and a, a opinion rag than anything of you know hard news breaking not heard of information. I mean, usually the stuff on PFT you get anywhere. Rarely do they break news. They they clip news and then they offer thought pieces, if you will. And mostly those thought pieces because of the way that I, I guess they are aligned and obviously Florio's uh, I mean, he's political. You can't get away from it. You know, I hate talking politics in this on this podcast, but, I mean, Florio is as liberal as they come. And usually, if you read some of the pieces uh, on their site, they're also very liberal. But the piece that I'm talking about now is related to the yellow-red wristbands that the Buccaneers had handed out to identify vaccinated and non-vaccinated players. And PFT did a piece a couple days ago, I think, about them, then noting that some players weren't wearing them on the field. And so how dare they? They're trying to identify players, and then they're not wearing them on the field. And I, I don't remember the piece, so I don't know if they said that they should be fined or not. But Mr. Arians heard about the piece, read the piece, whatnot, and let me tell you, went the fuck off. This guy was not happy. Listen to me roar, baby. So here we go in my best Bruce Arians voice. All right, one thing before we get started. If I give you some information, just know the fucking rules before you put them in the press. Red and yellow bands, they don't have to wear them in practice. They're indoors. I got a red, I got to read shit. We should be fine for red and yellow bands because they ain't got them on in practice. That's bullshit. If you're going to report shit, make sure it's fucking right. <laughs> so, okay, there you go. I tend to agree with you, sir. I tend to agree with you. But, of course, from Pro Football's talk... That puts Florio's panties in a big bunch because Florio has turned into a colossal, colossal twat. And he does not like to be pushed. And he stands on his little liberal podium and he points his finger and, and you know, it does... I mean, literally, look, you, you want to you wanna fall into politics... You can say that media nowadays is basically right and left, and that's it, and, and as is the approach to it. There are very few people, regardless of the industry, any reporters, that stay straight and narrow and just report the news. You know, I mean, I guess Schefter, Warjanaski, I'm not sure. Warjanaski kind of does, but I feel, you know, sometimes with your reporting, there's a little liberal slant. It really depends if the people end up going outside of their reporting duties to do other content uh, production, such as podcasts or they go on other people's shows. You know, the more a reporter injects themselves out into the open public, the more they're going to let their in, in mindset and thought process show. Um, you know, sometimes they can keep it separate. Usually it doesn't happen that way, which is why reporters are, you know, like Ed Werder. 
Nobody knows shit about Ed Werder. Uh, John Clean. Uh, nobody knows shit about John Clean. They, they just know what he reports on. They report, and then they're done. But obviously, with pro football talk, it's been a little... It's taken on a life of its own here as the decade has gone on. Decade? Two decades, I guess, now. Wow. 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 Time flies. So... Pro Football Talk to Arian's rant says, We first reported, or we reported first, that the Buccaneers said that the vaccinated players will wear red wristbands and that unvaccinated players will wear yellow wristbands at practice. We specifically asked the question by referring to wristbands worn during practices and games. I'm trying to make this a little more girly. Maybe that's the route that I should go. We then reported that the photos of Tom. Tam- Ugh. Let's start it again. Okay, my name is Sally. We then reported that the photos from Tampa Bay's Sunday practice showed some players in no wristbands at all. We asked the Buccaneers about that specific wrinkle, and we were not told at any time, for example, wait, that only applies in the facility, not the practice field. Okay, so as I'm doing this voice, I'm thinking to myself... In 2021, can you get away with doing this? Can you can you make a guy sound like a girl and it not be offensive to somebody? Probably not. So what I'm going to say is I am acting, I'm sounding like a child here. I am acting like a child, not a girl. So I don't want to call anyone out by name yet, but here's the simple truth. I asked the questions. I received the answers. I reported the answers accurately, and I have the text messages to prove all of it. The text messages reveal multiple opportunities to tell me that the wristbands are worn only in the facility and not at practice. That was never said. All right, listen. Here's the deal. You try to do your old school bullshit with getting information provided to you by some source and then running a story on it. And in this specific case, you were wrong. You were fucking wrong. That's what happened. You reported on all of this about the wristbands, and you screwed it up. And then when the coach got a hold of it, they basically spanked you. They took the ruler out, they racked you against your your knuckles, and then they spanked you. They pantsed you, if you will. And then your response to that is that, hey, it wasn't us. It was somebody else. They gave us the info. I'm just reporting what they said. And they had plenty of opportunities to tell me that that's not the truth, and this is how it goes. And they didn't do that. It was never said. But no, that's not enough. Florio, obviously, after trying to you know backtrack and, and, and you know tuck tail and run, he decides on the way out, the way, you know, let's deflect. This is obviously a, a, another uh, staple here, deflect. Also, we never said that the Buccaneers should be fined over the issues of wristbands. Of course, they should have been fined at a minimum last year for tampering with Tom Brady while he was under contract with the Patriots. They also should have been fined at a minimum for hiding Tom Brady's knee injury on every report that was submitted to the league in 2020. But we never said they should be fined over the wristband issue. Oh, you fuck sniveling piece of shit. Oh, God, you, you motherfucker, you. Your organization's terrible. That guy is a disgrace to the uniform. I actually can't believe what I just saw. You are a stupid asshole. That's exactly what he is. I mean, enough, enough. So this is what happens. You screwed up your report. You get called out by the coach. You then proceed to blame the person who leaked the information to you, saying, I have text messages everywhere, and he never said that shit. Okay? 
Okay, fine. If that's the way that you want to go. But no, no, no. That's not where you're going to end it. Then you're going to point fingers at last year at the, you know, alleged tampering with Tom Brady and the knee injury one, which is you're just getting your pop shots out before you leave, which have, has nothing to do with the story at all. Nothing to do at all. Uh, anyway, he ends the his story with, so to summarize, we meet, I'm oh, sorry. <clears throat> so to summarize, we made sure what we reported was right before we reported it. More specifically, we asked the right people within the organization for the information and we used what we received. If Arians has an issue with what we reported, he should ask specific questions internally before taking reckless shots externally. Oh, see you later, you fucking asshole. No, you know what you should have done? You should have made sure to ask the question rather than we asked the Buccaneers about the specific wrinkle and we were not told at any time, for example, wait, that only applies in the facility, not on the practice field. Then you should have just asked about it. You should have just asked about it. But you didn't want to. And now you're going about it this way. Well, good luck. Look, I still read PFT, and I think it's a good news clipping service and easy way to get news. But in regard to any thought pieces and opinions, I mean, I seriously couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Not at all. I mean, it is it is past its prime. Good for what it is. Not as good as what it used to be. And I am happy that Mr. Arians gave Mr. Florio a little shot <laughs> in the gut uh, because of their Carbaggio story. Anyway, so to the final story, bigger story of this pod is going to start over in Washington because the Washington football coach, Ron Rivera, stated today that he was beyond frustrated with the lack of vaccinated players, referencing himself after that and then his immune deficiency as Ron Rivera did battle successfully last year. Cancer. Good job, Ron. Congratulations. Now, because of that battle, as far as I I understand, that's what he is referencing. Because of the battle, that puts him immune deficient. And obviously, people that have pre-existing conditions are the ones that are most susceptible to COVID and COVID's worst-case scenarios. To that extent, I understand his concern. I am going to start talking about this, however with the fact that COVID is going to be a paramount item yet again in 2021, especially because of the political landscape. Seeing how the vaccines now exist, they didn't last year, but it is not mandated for the players. Remember that employees, Tier 1, uh, I don't, I, however they broke up the tiers, I'm not sure, but Tier 1 are all mandated to take the vaccine. Players are not. And I assume that has to do with the collective bargaining agreement, the Players Association, whatever the legal agreement is between the two, the league cannot mandate that the players take the vaccine. But they can for Tier 1 employees, which is why uh, they are all taking them. And if they don't, such as the Minnesota Vikings 
coach, uh, the coordinator, game day um, passing coordinator, whoever, um, I can't remember it offhand now, but he did not want to take it, and then he was removed from the sideline. And originally they said he was leaving the team, I guess, but now he's going to stay in a different kind of role. So Tier 1 employees must. Players cannot. It's kind of like life. Some people are going to take it, and some people are not. But like I said, because of the political landscape, it's going to get very muddy and potentially very dirty as time goes on. Look, the vaccine wasn't there last year. It is this year, right? And so this is going to beg the question in 2021 as to why Player X did not get the shot. Now, regardless of the answer, the people are going to hear the media stance on it because they're going to be the ones that are reporting on this. And the media... Let's say a random number, but one that's reflective of the truth. 75% of the media is completely liberal-based. It just is what it is. That's a fact. And the media stance, because you've heard it now endlessly for months on end, has been the same. And that is the science, quote-unquote, shows the shots are safe and effective. Now, this is going to be a sports story going forward. And the sports story is basically going to get conveyed through two majority, not majority, two main media outlets. It's going to be ESPN and NFL Network. Both liberalship. So this stance that the science show shots ineffective, they're going to have the pedal on the metal on that one. right? I, I mean, even if they don't say it, that is going to be the underlying tone. So the science shows that the shots are safe and effective. And I'm not saying they are or they are not. To go on record, my personal belief is that the shots are experimental drugs that have shown that in a majority of cases negate the worst case scenario of COVID if someone was to get it. But that is only known in a short time frame. Because we're all just guinea pigs. Those who got the shot, I did get the shot. Pfizer double shot guy right here. Um, But we are all just guinea pigs. This is not a vaccine. This is an experimental drug that so far seems to have worked. But that's what this is. So, what they're going to say is that if you don't get the shot, you don't believe in the science. And that makes you a, you know, insert political affiliation, yada, 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 yada. I mean, that that is what is going on currently, not only in sports, but overall in the general pop, right? We're all in jail in general pop. General pop, they're saying, you don't get the shot, then you are a, you know, insert you know, Trump or GOP, whatever it is, or, you know, a loon, uh, you're crazy, a conspiracy theorist, whatever it is, right? The, the fact of the matter is that everyone has the freedom to choose what they want to do for whatever reason they choose to say. That's it. We are all free to take this experimental drug or not. And if you don't, you have a reason for it. It doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you not believe in the science. I'll tell you that the science that I see is I have seen... A ton of 
stories, writings from, you know, well, I don't know about notable, but from MIT. Okay, that's notable, right? MIT did a mathematical study on the effectivity of masks and basically stated that masks were not as big a factor in the spread of this as was proximity and time spent around infected people. Right? I more or less read it as masks don't do a whole hell of a lot. My opinion. Masks do prevent you from getting sick. My general practitioner last year, I went in to go see him. He said, we're just doing physicals this year. <laughs> because nobody's sick. Nobody's ha- coughing. Nobody has bronchial uh, viruses, infections. He said, we're not seeing any of it. Uh, you know, with masks and social distancing, it's negated all of that. Right? So I do believe masks work in that regard. I personally don't think that masks prevent the spread of COVID minus somebody who is infected and just coughing and hacking all over the place. But those people shouldn't be out of their house regardless. Right? So, even though I don't wear, even though I don't necessarily believe in the masks, I wear a mask when I go food shopping, I go to a mall, I go to some place that has a great amount of people. I don't go when I go to a restaurant because when I go to the restaurant, I'm then going to take it off to eat and drink and I'm just going to be exposed to whoever I'm exposed to for probably an hour plus. I don't wear it when I'm going to a bar because if I sit at the bar stool to go watch Game X, I'm going to be sitting at the bar stool for an hour plus and I'm just going to be exposed to it anyway, right? But then I do wear a mask. But again, it's my choice. And that's the part, as I digress here, that's the part that I'm trying to to reiterate is that everyone has the freedom to choose what they want to do for whatever reason. And I understand people who are cautious around others because of health conditions, such as Ron Rivera. And I completely get it. Unfortunately, we cannot stop people from living their lives. And we have no right telling people what to do. And COVID has really thrown a monkey wrench into people that think or feel in those two thought processes that utilize the idea or, or, or think they can... Uh, I'm, I'm Now I'm stammering. Shit, here goes stammering rich. Yet again. Um, but people that think that they can somehow influence others in the way that they live and tell them what to do, it just doesn't work that way. It's not going to work that way here either. We're all just going to have to live with COVID. And the best part, the best thing to do is probably just rip the Band-Aid off, right? We know that vaccines, experimental drugs, if you will, work and prevent you from dying. However, it's being said now that they don't control the spread. Right? So, you want to get the vaccine, you get it, and you still spread it, if you happen to get it. You can still get it if you have the vaccine. 
So the vaccine does not stop you from getting it. It does not stop you from spreading it. It just seems to prevent you from dying, which is a great positive. Kudos. Thank you very much, vaccines. Experimental drugs, whatever it is. But the point is, is that all these measures don't seem to be killing off the virus. It's still here, right? So literally nothing outside of living in a bubble will prevent COVID from spreading. So if we're not going to live in a bubble for the rest of our lives, and the masks and the vaccines aren't going to prevent this from spreading and going away, so then the only hope we really actually have, if you think about it, is that we all get exposed to it and let the cards fall where they may. And that actually will happen if we just move on with our lives. That's it. We just move on with our lives and we go back to the way it was before COVID. People that want the shot, get the shot. People that don't want the shot, don't get the shot. You want to wear a mask, you wear a mask. You don't want to wear a mask, you don't wear a mask. You, An employer, business owner wants to make people get the shot, they do that. You're an employee. You want to work for that person. You either do what they say as part of their policies and procedures, or you go find another job. It's freedom, everybody. It's freedom. It's the beauty of it. You get to do whatever you want to do, right? And so if we all just did that, ultimately, everybody's either going to get vaccinated or exposed to COVID. Or they're going to be vaccinated and exposed to COVID. Exposure, it's funny because if you think about it, the only way to get through this garbage right now is to actually expose everybody to it as fast as you can. Now, I know that they, uh, there are some places that are saying that the hospital systems are being blown up with cases. I can't speak for other areas. I will speak for New Jersey and I will say that that is, for a fact, not the case. I have talked to individuals who work at hospitals, and ballpark numbers, what they said, their, their numbers, not mine, at the peak of COVID, their hospital was dealing with 400-plus cases on the floor. Currently, July 28th, they have 16. Now, I can't speak for Florida, Texas, these other states that supposedly are having a lot of cases, California, whoever's having an uptick in cases. I can't speak for them. I'm just saying that certain places, it's not happening. New Jersey happens to have a high vaccination rate. Is there a correlation? I don't know. I don't know. It'd probably be worth looking at. But... I can say that from all the people in New Jersey that I have talked to, I know that a lot of people have gotten vaccinated, and people that don't are just steadfast that they're not going to, and that's fine. But everybody in New Jersey has now gone about just living their life the way that they want to. And while I really thought that I was going to see a lot more local... uh, 
argument a lot more arguments around the local businesses especially eateries it, there really hasn't I mean, for the most part, what I have seen with my own two eyes is that people just do what they want to do. Some people are wearing masks. Some people don't. Nobody says shit because they don't care. And people just have gone on living on their lives. And that's the way that every everything should go. Now, places that are completely blown up and having real hard issues with their health systems right now because they do have a, a crazy uptick in COVID cases. They obviously have to go about things differently, right? But that is select, and that's in certain places. And I've completely derailed from what I was trying to talk about. But what I'm, I'm, I'm really just trying to hammer home is that we really just have to move on, and we will see how everything plays out as the clock ticks. And you're going to see it play out this very way of just moving on and seeing what happens in the NFL in 2021. The NFL in 2021, outside of, thank God, football's back, is going to be fascinating to watch from a COVID standpoint because you're going to see reality. You're going to see what's really happening in our society and you're going to have some quantifications for it because they're going to test these people. They're going to test the coaches. They're going to test the players. All of the coaches are going to be COVID vaccinated. Some players will, some players won't. And you're going to get to see, you know, somebody who's double vaccinated, if I get a little bit, you know, of the, uh, you know, I get a little bit of the sniffles, I'm probably not going to go get COVID tested. The people in the NFL, it doesn't matter. They're going to get COVID tested anyway. So you're going to see exactly what's going on in population, although a, a very select sampling of it. Because in the NFL this year, you're going to see the quote-unquote breakthrough case. Left tackle uh, for the Bills, Deion Dawkins. Offensive lineman, Ike uh, Bodiger, if I pronounce the right name right. They tested positive. They're both vaccinated. Breakthrough case. Vaccinated, tested positive. Colts head coach, Frank Reich. Vaccinated, tested positive. You're going to see repeat cases. Lamar Jackson, missed the game last year, tested positive. Just tested positive today. Repeat case, got it once, got it again. Maybe. Details of it have to, you know... Have to come out, I guess, and, and you know, I, I guess only he can say if uh, you know if it was an actual expo- if it was exposure to, or if he actually tested whatever it is. Repeat case, Lamar Jackson. We're going with that, at least for now. You get my point. And then there's just going to be everyone else, like the 24 people that were placed on the COVID list today. You want to know some names? Gus Edwards, Ravens running back, on the COVID list. Colts, Xavier Rhodes, TJ Carey, COVID list. Giants, Blake Martinez. Raiders running back, Jelaine, Jelaine, Jelaine Richard, Jelaine Richard. Why can't I say his name? Richard and Theoretic, both of them 
on the COVID list. 24 in total today. Folks, COVID's going nowhere anytime soon. And we really should stop harping on it and trying to figure it out. And instead of harping on it and figuring it out, we should just move on. And if you test positive, you stay home. If the kid tests positive, they stay home. Parent stays home and works remotely. That option should be available to everybody by now. I mean, we just spent a year and a half doing this. You get vaccinated, you don't get vaccinated, you wear a mask, you don't wear a mask. Employers can tell you whatever they want to do. Stop fighting about it and just move on. Stop listening to the media, talk about it, and just move on. But as you can see with Ron Rivera's comments today, saying that he was very frustrated with players not being more vaccinated, more players being vaccinated, you're just going to see, I feel, more of the same. And that is... COVID not only being a part of everybody's life, but also being very divisive during that time. And I'm not sure the NFL has done a great job trying to calm those waters with their approach. Because I, I, I don't know, there's just something about it that I feel that the NFL has definitely sided on the pro-vaccine side. And now what you're seeing is because, you know, they've taken that stance with Tier 1 employees, everybody getting vaccinated, and now here's this whole population of people that are free to do what they want. And now there is a, you know, a collision of thought processes here displayed by Ron Rivera saying he was frustrated with players. And, you know, you have your Cole Beasley's expressing their thoughts. I, Brian Tannehill today said that he wasn't going to get it, but he got it because he wanted to play. And, you know, it was his dream, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it's just going to be a lot of this, I'm afraid, going forward. Especially if COVID ends up creating a lot of player absences, possible game. I mean, game suspension would blow it up, especially with, the, like I said, the stance that the NFL took where, you know, if you're not vaccinated and you cause an outbreak, you know, you're going to lose pay and the team is responsible. I mean, it's just, guys, you can't control nature. You just can't do it. We have to live in it. And we should try to figure out a little more harmonious way to do so rather than trying to dictate to dictate the way everybody should live because nobody has that right, right? And so the NFL is going to be a great snow globe, if you will, to watch every Petri dish maybe is a better analogy. But that is what we're going to get in 2021. Now, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that when everything kicks off, all we're talking about is fantasy football and the actual results on the field. But I am afraid that COVID is going to continually play a role in this season, like it kind of did last year, although it didn't really have an impact. I I think that my ultimate hope is that we have the same impact of COVID 
this year that we did last year, which was basically none, right? I mean, yeah, some people miss out. But for the most part, we got through the season. I hope this year is a little bit smoother. Uh, we are going to find out. So um, with that, I will wrap up for this Wednesday uh, or whenever the hell that you are listening to it. And then I will probably hop right back on to do a little Aaron Rodgers talk because he made the press today with his own press conference. He made the press with his own presser. Press, 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 press. Anyway, enough. Audi 5000. Enjoy. I will talk to you later. Well, I won't talk to you. You'll hear me. You'll be listening. Maybe. Maybe.